Welcome to Hormone Health Podcast, brought to you by Georgia Hartman and Chloe Sheehan. This podcast is an extension of Hormone Health Studio, which is our naturopathic clinic based here in Newcastle and online. We're just two naturopaths who love a laugh, coffee, croissants, and conversations about real people with real health concerns. Nothing's off limits. We're here to educate you on what's happening in your body, share emerging research, and debunk buried health misconceptions. So sit back and let us do the talking. Georgia, you've really got to stop starting our podcast with clicking play and saying, okay, you start. (laughs) I feel like if you go back, who has started the last few episodes though? No, I, yeah. Are you keeping score? Uh, No, but I feel like I should, I feel like I did the last one. So 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 technically it's your turn. Well, I started. But also I think we're not prepared enough. Well, how can you you be prepared for an intro? You know, it's just some casual chit chat. Yeah, but I feel like some intros are just really good. Not ours. Not (laughs) ours. Not here. Not here. What have you been up to lately? Eating. um, Drinking. Smoking. (laughs) Not much, really. Um, I I just can't believe that it's nearly Christmas. I'm already booking in follow-up clients for January. Yeah. I booked someone in today for February. Mm. I was like, actually, I don't know where I'm going to (laughs) be. Might not be here in February. It's pretty confident, isn't it? Yeah, and a lot of the mums are saying they can't believe how long the school holidays is. They're like, so you're telling me that my kid goes on holidays, (laughs) start of December, and they don't go back until end of January? Yeah, it's a long time, isn't it? What is it, like the 16th of December or something? I suppose it depends, isn't it, if you're in the public or private system. My mum used to say that she loved school holidays, spending time with us. We did lots of craft. Really? Mm. I can imagine your mum doing that, Lots of paper mache, lots of tie-dye, lots of, like, you know where you get the cans and then you put a string and then you listen? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I sound Amish. (laughs) (laughs) Did your mum have school holidays off? Like every single time. I think so, because dad would work, yeah. Oh, nice. Mm. Did I tell you that time that I said to Stephen when Otto was a few months old and I had the business, but at that point it was just me working in the business. And I said to Stephen, kind of jokingly, because I knew his response, but we're sitting on the lounge one night and I said, how do you feel if I took another 18 months off work? What do you say? (laughs) Without swearing. No, I will, because otherwise you don't get the full effect. He was like, no fucking free lunches around here. <laughs> I feel like listeners are going to go, oh, my goodness. Like That's just him. But that's just Stephen. I think yeah. that's just his personality. He's an engineer. He's a numbers man. He's a numbers. And if someone's not bringing in the numbers. No. They can get out. They can get out. doesn't matter if they just grew and birthed and nourished a baby doesn't matter. No, i got to go back to work. No free lunches. Well, that's a good segue talking about how it was just you starting off in the business. And now we have recently welcomed somebody new. Um, People you may have seen on socials, but we have a new practitioner at Hormone Health Studio and we are so grateful to have her on board. Uh, We have welcomed Kelly to the team. Yes, it's so good. Kelly is based in Sydney, so she does online appointments same with asha who is based in the central coast though we've she's coming back yeah we've got a hook yeah. line and sinker she's coming back <laughs> i'm looking forward to having her back i know and then we've also got takia who's online and she's currently on maternity leave and she's also coming back and the beauty of having a team is that we all have like 
our own sort of special interests, but we dedicate a lot of our time, you know, making sure that we're all sort of across everything and, and talking about different cases or new research. And, and you know, I might bring excitement for one topic and be like, have you guys heard about this? And then vice versa. So yeah, Kelly's good, interested in skin. She's all across fertility, hormones, pregnancy. She's got a little boy herself. Yes. Little Will. Little Will. Love Will. He I got seems, a big Will. You've got a big no, Will. Not. Big, <laughs> big <laughs> Will and Little Will. I like that. Yeah. He seems um, free-spirited like Otto. Yeah. Which is great. We should, for Christmas this year, I think we should all get all the kids together. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> fun for me in that, like, it's less parenting that I have to do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, tiring for Fine, everyone I'll look after your kids for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? Come on, Romy. <laughs> <laughs> she would she just follow she she's chill she yeah. she's the easy one yeah you'll be on the trampoline with yeah. Otto. oh okay of course you had to add in your new trampoline go on tell us about it <laughs> so we've got a trampoline no we haven't set it up yet but we they, that that's a present from us i wasn't going to give that to santa i don't know if our listeners are santa believers you know i shouldn't their kids <laughs> you mean well i don't know you never know um so wait, you just got it you're yeah, not just doing it for Christmas. No, I haven't put it together. We are doing it for oh, Christmas, okay. but we'll put it together. Like I think we're going to do the week before Christmas with my family in Newcastle, and then we'll go to Stephen's family around Christmas. Um, so we'll set up the trampoline. Yeah, nice. With my family, there's so much more safety. Oh my goodness! Okay, like, do you want me to tell you about a trampoline these days? Yeah, I don't even know if it has springs. Like. Back in, like, I don't know why I'm talking about my childhood so much, but I thought, like... This isn't therapy. Back then, you just, like, jump and, like, get your hands and things yes, caught in the get springs. you zapped all the time. You'd, like, tip it upside down and run and jump onto it. Yeah. Um, no, you can't do that with these ones. Mm. So there's, like, a whole... It's enclosed, yeah. which is fine. That's great. I'm, I'm all for the safety. The one we got also has this attachment that's a roof. And initially I thought, oh, maybe if that's If you for... jump too high. <laughs> well, it would be good for if Otto and Rumi were on at the same time because at least I know Rumi would stay within yeah. the trampoline. But, no, I thought that maybe people put it on when they're a bit scared of the sun or something. Scared or maybe, it's, I don't know, maybe they want their kids outside yeah, but they don't want enough. them exposed to yeah. that sunshine. And then I thought, far out, that would be really hot if you put this black roof on a black trampoline. Jump your heart out <laughs> in a sweat box. Yes, here's some water. <laughs> but... No, my mum said, mm, I'm not sure that that's what it's for. I think, and you know, maybe I could have just gone to the website and figured it out. But she said, I think it's, you can make like a makeshift tent. And so when you do sleepovers outside. Yeah. I was like, well, that's actually quite a good idea because then it, it it's actually like a fly screen all the way oh, around. Yeah, yeah. And above that mm. it's. Anyway, that's creative. Well, our listeners can call in on one. No, we don't, <laughs> we don't have a text service. <laughs> I think we should, though. No. I'd be interested to know. DM us on Instagram. Send us an email. With what? What actually did you want them to share? Their trampoline stories? I don't know. Hypotheses about trampolines. Yeah, why is there hectic a Hectic stories. Breakages. I actually would love a hectic story if someone could send something through. You know, mm. there's a happy ending. Like, I don't know. Let's be lighthearted, <laughs> <laughs> lighthearted about it anyway okay look today chloe maybe we should just get on with what we're talking about today today we are lucky enough to be interviewing anna Anna is a naturopath and founder of the pure skincare and wellness company edible beauty australia 
and she created Edible Beauty in 2014 as a result of her desire to be able to provide her clients with ultra-pure skincare and wellness. So we're so excited to pick her brain. Welcome, Anna. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited uh, to have you on today. To get started, we want to know, how did you get into the skincare industry? Tell us a bit about yourself. Um, Oh, that's a great question. And I really love sharing this because um, it was almost by by accident, really. Um, So I actually started off in the finance industry and in um, uh, about have been about almost 20 years ago um, I started to question that decision to be in finance I'd been diagnosed as a type 1 diabetic when I was 18 and I really started to um, try and make um, changes to my diet and lifestyle to address the autoimmune condition and I became so in love with herbs and nutrients and diet and did every therapy under the sun uh, naively to try and reverse the type 1 um, but as a result, I learned a whole lot along the way. And um, I thought, well, I want to be doing this all the time. So I became a naturopath in a fertility clinic, um, almost a little bit like what you're doing now. And mm-hmm. I was um, telling people that at a certain stage of our uh, of our therapy together, we needed to just look at personal care products. And I was horrified because there was nothing edible on the market that I could recommend to them. And all of the research was I was reading was um, really so strong against um, a lot of the endocrine-disrupting chemicals we find in skincare and even fragrances um, found in a lot of the personal care products we use and, and cleaning products and so on. So I thought, well... If I can't find anything to recommend to them, and I always want to um, be able to personally vouch for the products I recommend to my clients, then I'm going to have to start making them myself. So that's why I started like literally mixing the the coconut oil and the rose water and so on and so on, and then thinking, well, look, I've got to upgrade this. I've got to get a cosmetic chemist on board to advise on the preservative system that's edible. And so anyway, it was a bit of a journey um, from there, but that's how I actually started um, my journey to skincare to the skincare world you make it sound like it was just a day's job you know like (laughs) oh so then I just went and I just started my own brand I'm sure (laughs) it wasn't that simple it was was a bit longer than that yeah (laughs) but um but it feels like it didn't take that long it was yeah it was a lot of research and it was a lot of trying to work things out and um as with all new things um yeah there's a steep learning curve but it was really enjoyable and um and we were one of the first natural brands in Australia, so it was really exciting at that time to be to be part of that movement. There's not like when I'm thinking about the products that I'm using, I like 99% of them I would not consider ingesting. But it's baffling to think that we put it on our skin, our largest organ in the body, for it to be absorbed or our hair or our scalp, but then it not be safe for eating. So. And isn't that crazy? And then the more I sort of delved into that, the more I was horrified because we absorb and the statistics vary, but they say over 60%. So we absorb over 60% of what we put on our skin. And anyone who tells you otherwise, well, I sort of say, well, you've just got to look at the way hormone patches work or those nicotine patches work. Like we we can absorb things through our skin Mm -hmm. and our skincare um, from a sort of chemical perspective, it's getting very sophisticated. There's ways of really penetrating deep into the layers of the skin. 
And that could be good um, or bad, depending on what's penetrating. Um, but the other interesting thing is that it does go into our bloodstream pretty quickly. So when we eat something, we've got, you know, the backup of our digestive system and our liver detoxifying a lot of these things. But when we, we do put it on our skin, it is a pretty immediate um, absorption. So you're right, um, Chloe, it's so important. And I think it's funny that sometimes we forget um, and need to be reminded. And sometimes I think, well, everyone, surely everyone knows this, but but actually I think we need to be telling the same story sometimes um, because we, we do forget or we do have people that, that might not understand that either. I'm horrified at the thought of thinking of me, you know, 10 years old mm. with one of those like impulse um, oh. deodorants just like all oh. over the more. I the saw better, them in like... a store the other day, I know, and I could smell them and you just know that smell. It's so bad, isn't it? The impulse deodorants, and I, I remember using this under eye um, coffee um, cream, uh, coffee roller for my eyes and I was like it was a, I won't mention the brand, but anyway, I was like, I, I know the way. one. I think I have yeah. that as well. <laughs> Do you yeah. have that? <laughs> I don't know why. I was like, from like 12, oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, so tired. <laughs> so That's we, and we see so many clients struggling with skin concerns, whether it's mm. acne or rosacea or dermatitis. And we are often kind of educating them on some of the harsh chemicals and endocrine disruptors to be aware of. Um, mm. But can you share a bit about why it's important to avoid harsh chemicals and are there specific ones yeah. in particular that you often advise people to avoid? Yeah, it's so hard because I think people, when they get to that point, and especially when they're younger, um, they just want that immediate fix to to their skin and you know I guess for some people it might work temporarily um and it's things like your retinoids or your Accutane or your um your um your washes like the benzyl um the benzyl alcohols and the um azelic acid is isn't as bad but but some of those really sort of strong um washes that people are using on their skin like the the clearasils of the world so, um, I mean, I, I think with that, I would say that, you know, it might work temporarily, um, but what I see, you know, very frequently is that people get the same issue coming back and it mm -hmm. comes back worse than, than before. Uh, and what I find is that it's almost even more difficult to treat the more of these treatments they've had on their skin um, or internally. So, um I would say that it it's very you know you're right it's very very um easy to to fall into that trap of thinking that's going to work but it's um sorry it's the benzoyl peroxide I was trying to get to benzoyl peroxide is the big one um or like really really high dose salicylic acid and the BHAs and so on um yeah, I don't recommend it. And the and the reason why is that it it just doesn't work. It actually strips our acid mantle um, and we hear more about this, but maybe we don't completely understand the way it works. But the acid mantle is there to protect our skin and really to balance that sebum production. Um, when when we strip it, um, it sends a signal to the body to actually overproduce sebum. So we, we effectively make our problem worse. So my approach with Edible Beauty, and be it for acne or any skin concern, even, you know, ageing um, or accelerated ageing, is not to go for anything that's um, 
acid or, or harsh enough um, to destroy that mantle, even in a minor way, because when we do that, it actually makes the skin um, really weak um, and it also makes it more likely we're going to get those breakouts coming back again. Um, and often treating it topically doesn't solve the problem which is going on inside, which you would you would both know mm. is is often what needs to be looked at pretty quickly. I think more and more people are becoming aware that the approach to killing off acne isn't about, okay, kill everything on the skin. You've got bad acne bacteria and, you know, it's more of a microbiome just like in our gut and the less, yeah. you know, you're going to kill off all the good and the bad on the skin. Um, and like you said, you, that sebum production becomes um, dysregulated. And, yeah, yeah, that's why we're seeing chronic uh, skin conditions time and time again that's coming back. You're right. And there's so much more of an understanding of that skin microbiome now that there wasn't really before. But we're ho hoping that that will then lead to that education around, yeah, just like antibiotics. You can't just go in there and just, you know, strip strip the gut or strip the bacteria in in the skin itself because it's all about that fine balance um, and all of those studies do show a lot of that intricate link between like the rosacea or the psoriasis or the um, even the acne to the specific microbes in the gut as well and you know there's a lot of research being done on how they're both linked as well um, so changing that gut bacteria can really be important in also changing the bacteria on the skin um, which is why we always come back as naturopaths to the gut, don't we? Which is a bit boring, but it is the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit boring, but it's also it's exciting in that everyone else is getting on board with the gut microbiome. So we're I learning know. a lot more every day, which yeah. is exciting. And it's exciting to think that, you know, it's not probiotics or just probiotics that will affect your gut health, but things like exercise can improve your microbiome and managing stress. Yes, your mood will affect your microbiome. Who you're around will affect your microbiome. It's it's fascinating. It's so true, isn't it? Yeah, it's just got an entire life of its own and there's there's so much we don't understand yet, but definitely more that we're learning. And um, I have an example of our microbiome milk because I really love that product with um for anyone who has acne because i like educating around the fact that you know the probiotics in skincare um can be a bit of a marketing um trend as well because um often understanding how the probiotics work and i might be going off a tangent here but um you know getting the specific probiotics your your gut needs or your skin needs is really important a lot of the time things aren't shelf stable in a, in a product unfortunately so we go that extra mile with the postbiotics and it's so exciting that postbiotics are becoming more relevant and people understanding the benefit of those, especially for the skin. Um, so we put a postbiotic into that microbiome milk, which is really cool. Um, and of course, a good old prebiotics. But um, yeah, no, it's so important to address the gut. And then even with, um, even with minor skin concerns, like always addressing the gut always fine, just makes a massive difference to just even absorbing nutrients better for your skin. And you were saying that um, when you first started, you were working at a fertility clinic and you were finding that a lot of your clients were using harsh chemicals or harsh products. I guess with your brand now with Ed Edible Beauty is that 
your products can be used for people in that preconception phase, but then also throughout pregnancy and also postpartum, especially if that mum is able to breastfeed. You know, we we hear a lot of time in clinic, um, postpartum mum's got dermatitis or hives flare up or whether they've got pup rash in pregnancy. Could you talk a bit more yeah, on that? Yeah, that's so interesting because I do see um, people with a lot of, different issues popping up during pregnancy and having created the products in a fertility clinic, I'm very mindful of ensuring that we continue to have products that are suitable during um, pregnancy. And often we think that that people can't use anything on their skin, but, but you can actually, and you can continue to support your skin with your skin concerns. So as an example, um, Georgia, you mentioned people getting, do you say getting, um, are getting psoriasis. Uh, what was the thing that you said? They get a lot of like postpartum dermatitis oh, or postpartum like hives or or pup hives rash in pregnancy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, I find it really um using the specific products for that. So, I mean, hives is a bit of a tricky one because it is often some sort of an allergic reaction, but really calming that immune coming that skin down can be really helpful and also supporting it with vitamin C topically. Um, and we always go the route of using the plant-based C versus the synthetic C. Um, but things like vitamin C, things like um, uh, the microbiome milk, which have the you know, things like the magnolia, which has been clinically proven to reduce the redness and really calm the skin down. Um, and then addressing that, you guys would know really well how to adjust that from a sort of gut perspective, which is still in a pregnancy safe way. Um, but I often find, and you know, some of the research that I have found is um, really around, again, the gut, but fiber and fiber can be such a good mm. one to get in. I think we spoke about this too, Georgia, but fiber is such an important one to get in during pregnancy um, and we need more of it. So having Know, ensuring that fiber intake is in place, um, doing all your nourishing, you know, your, your nourishing milks and your um, oils can also be really helpful. Um, and we do have actually a mum and bub cream with all of your beautiful marshmallow and calendula, and um, and that's also really soothing and and calming on the skin as well. You make such a good point about you know, something as simple as fiber, which we get from fruits and vegetables and things like chia seeds and flax seeds and psyllium husk. But it's simple, right? Like often you think when you've got someone presenting with acne and perhaps it's deep and red and inflamed and painful and cystic and everywhere mm. that you have to work aggressively. But sometimes it's strip it right back, keep it simple. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's so funny because there's even clinical studies done on fibre assisting these skin conditions, which is, you know, it sounds crazy, but it's just simple things that can be done. So even rosacea and, and acne, um, so much benefit just from improving your fibre intake, like switching off away from all of those really harsh chemicals on your skin um, and then I always find um, with that sort of treatment I love doing on and off treatment with a little bit of berberine or some antimicrobials mm. and then supporting gut health and we do have that in our in our liver tablets which is why I created that product um, but yeah I mean there's so much you can do even just without any um, strong herbal support as well.
Yeah, absolutely. And can I ask, how long does it generally take for people to start to see improvements in their skin? I would love to know from your perspective yeah. what your clients generally see. That's such a good question. Um, and, you know, it can vary, but look, I've seen conditions which have been around for years and within six weeks, like we almost get to full full um, treatment. So full repairing of, of the skin. Um, or reduction in acne. Um, we get a lot of people with, you know, even things like perioral dermatitis, we get really fast results just by using the right products on their skin. Normally, um, these people have been, you know, trying all sorts of different things and you really don't need um, that many products to, to support something like that. Um, and then just some key things internally. And I, I really, again, it's, you know, the gut, gut powder I, I have is that gut support. Um, normally doing um, some sort of, again, the antimicrobial, if they have some sort of dermatitis or acne, um, on and off. And then um, I love aloe vera juice, both externally and internally for skin conditions. I find that really, really helps. Um, and then getting a lot of hydration, um, getting a lot of fibre, and then green tea I absolutely love for things like um, acne as well, but um, all really easy things to do. You say six weeks because of that skin cell turnover, or is that just sort of like a rough? Um, that's time a good frame? question. Yeah, that's just what I see. But if you marry it up to the actual skin cell turnover, um, which we would say would be, you know, a little bit longer than that, which is probably when we get the full repair, um, I'd say within two to three months, we, you know, you can get some really good results. Yeah, so it's just a matter of because I think people get disheartened quickly, particularly when it's on their face. Yeah. They think oh, I've been doing this for a couple of weeks, nothing's improving, it's not uh, working. And that's yeah. the hard bit with skin is that if you think of skin being like the largest organ in the body, it's going to take some take time. some time to repair. Yeah, so I'd say give it at least a few months. You should be getting some improvement in that time. So don't believe that people should go through that long purging period but some people do go through a little bit of a purging period for you know a couple of weeks especially if there is um you know a bit of a build-up of things or if they've tried a lot of treatments before which they almost need to cleanse from their body as well so um you're right don't be disheartened um it's there's no sort of silver bullet here like it mm. will take a little bit of time as with everything and um but um so, like you should notice some small improvements as, as you go and definitely don't battle through something if you know you're not getting that result um, within a few months um, or if things are getting worse because sometimes people need a little bit of a different approach or a staged approach or you know they need to be a little bit more gentle in the start and then to ramp it up a little bit later on so yeah it does just it's all very individual isn't it as you guys would know yeah, it is I think one of the big things that we see is post pill acne which has a different type of timeline as you know like mm. sometimes you come off the pill and perhaps your skin's and, great and you don't notice any difference and then six months later all of a sudden you get this huge flare-up and it's angry mm. and it's red and it's inflamed and you think what am I going to do? And so many times we've had to educate people on actually that's kind of the timeline of post That's when all your hormones are kicking back in again yes. because they've been suppressed for that long. Yeah, so I yes. guess it just depends on when that um, those signals start again, right, and all your hormones start back into full swing. And, and equally you must see it with pregnancy when people have been um, just 
gone pregnant, they've come off the pill and then, you know, after that they actually get the acne, but it's not really related to the fact that they were pregnant. It's related to the fact that they had been on the pill masking of these things a little bit before. Yes, yeah. Again, why it's so important for that case-taking history and creating a timeline and and treating those people individually. Differently. Yeah, Yeah, I know. There's, um, I mean, you you would know this better than me about the pill, but when it comes to the skin, um, you might think you're doing yourself, you know, you're doing something good for yourself by not just having your, your natural period, but actually there's so much depletion of the nutrients that your skin actually needs, um, obviously for pregnancy, but also for your skin, like your your zinc and your folate and all of these key minerals. So um, I know there's a big movement towards more education around that. So it's great you guys are on board and <laughs> assisting with all of that. No, I think more often than not now, like previously we would get people book in when they experience post-pill acne and they wouldn't even know that that's what it is. They just think I've come off the pill and now all of a sudden I've got skin concerns. But now we're seeing a movement of people booking in and their booking notes are, hey, I'm thinking of coming off the pill. I want to support myself during that process. And I think how great is that? Yeah. People go, okay, there could be some side effects of doing this let's figure it out and get a plan together, which is great. And what we find is even if we do put some treatment in place while they're on the pill before they come off, you can still get the skin breakouts because your body needs to learn how to ovulate again, needs to learn how to make adequate amounts of androgens, which are male sex hormones. And as we know, if we make too many of those, that will affect the sebum production, which is just the perfect addition for post-pill acne. But I think yeah. once people understand what's happening in their body, yeah. they can make that process easier and they can stick it out. Yeah, that's right. I think that's it. It's just about understanding, you know, the process in your, your body and, and giving it a chance, right? Um, but it's good they're coming to you to, to get that assistance rather than, you know, the easy fix, which is going back on it. Back on the pill, yeah. I mm. had a question completely unrelated, but mm. um, I wanted to know your thoughts on wearing SPF daily because mm. I found that this is actually quite controversial. For skin mm. ageing, from my understanding, it's really great. You know, it's mm. beautiful from a protective standpoint. But what mm. about for something like vitamin D deficiency? Vitamin D. Is mm. that making the problem worse? I'd love your insight. Mm. Yeah, well, look, um. I used to be the same um, and I I do measure, uh, well, I am slightly measured with my um, my use of sunglasses because I find that absorbing the, the vitamin D is really important um, through our eyes as well. But um, I must say that the more I research, do the research on the chain, the, the ageing caused by the sun and they say that 90% of the visible signs of aging are caused by the sun uh, and the more we delve into the fact that you know even the UVA rays you know they have that that ability to really um, disturb the DNA and the cellular structure of the, the cells and we're seeing this increase in um, our skin cell uh, skin, uh, skin cancer um, rates um, I think sunscreen is really important um I'm very pro sunscreen I yeah just because like if I don't I'm that sort of person that gets the the shadow on top of my like on top of my Mm. lip or like that sort of melasma darkening if I don't Mm. if I'm not careful Mm. in the sun yeah 
So, but I hear you on the vitamin D. So I feel like, and I don't know if everyone can do this, but if you're one of those people who, you know, you're getting your blood tests and you always know your vitamin D is low, then what I'd be doing is I'd be doing specific sun treatment for the vitamin D. So I'd be doing um, like 20 minutes of sunshine without sunscreen you know, on the veranda in the morning before 11 o'clock. And then I'd be going in and putting you on your sunscreen. So almost doing like a treatment. Do you know what I mean? So then mm. you're sort of doing both. Um, in 20 minutes, your, sun, your skin's probably not going to age. Um, but over time, I guess, extended periods of time in the sun um, or being exposed to the UV rays will damage your skin. Um, and anecdotally, I've met a lot of people now um, who are religious about that SPF um, application and they're, you know, they're in their 60s or 50s and they actually look really, really good and I just think there must be something there. Mm. Um, so I am I was like you, George. I was like, oh, this is just all like pushing of sunscreen and I don't like it. I'm not going to do it. And then when I started doing a little bit more research into it, I think I thought, well, it is kind of important. So I do put it on every day now. And um, my and neck I, and my chest really? and you, even your hands, like just the mm. top of your hands, just because I remember my grandma telling me that. She's like, your hands will tell you, will tell yeah, someone your, your age. age. And, and like, your neck, right? Okay, yeah, yeah neck. So I, I was know. Like, okay. It's important, isn't it? Um, but my vitamin D is low. So I think what you're saying is probably right. I think we're all probably getting <laughs> low vitamin D. So I would say do what you need to do to get your vitamin D right, um, hopefully without having to take any supplements. But it is important to try and do both if you can. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. I, I use yours. Yours is in my cupboard. And oh, I was beautiful. just demonstrating it. Yes. Yeah, it's um, it it. It definitely is different to your chemical sunscreens, but um, on that point, we we all need to move away from those. We really do. And there's like, you know, there's there's not enough education around that. But um, interestingly, when I when I released the sunscreen, um, the FDA was doing a review of ingredients, and they found, and there's a report which is available. It says that that only um, twelve of the four. 14 ingredients being used for sunscreen were deemed to be safe. And you can, and those two ingredients were zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. And the other 12 were obviously, um, there wasn't enough evidence to support their safety. And of course, we know that they're chemical sunscreens and by their nature, they're absorbed into the blood. They, um, they change the, the heat, they, they create heat by um, absorbing the UV rays. And then they reflect that heat and that's how they do their sun protection. So by that nature, I mean, even just that process, you just don't want something having that reaction in your body mm. anyway. Um, but you'd be surprised. Um, people are still using their chemical sunscreens, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, this one takes a bit of getting used to. So I've just um, lost my focus here. But, yeah, you need a tiny bit and you need to really massage it in, don't you, Shijang? You don't need mm. um, a whole lot. And then do you put your mineral powder or something on top or do you just have – Yeah, actually I have a finish? question about this. Do yeah. you then put – because I use – my little – I use edible beauty. This is why I got you on. But, uh, I mean, yeah. I also think you're a wealth of knowledge, but I also love your products. And I, my routine is the cleansing milk and then in the shower. And then I have um, 
uh, what is it? I, I, I rotate between the turmeric serum and uh, yeah, the collagen, collagen plumping, plumping serum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, then I put... use my absolute favorite, which is the Beauty Reset Drops. Ah, oh, yeah, I love that one too. That's yeah. my and absolute Georgie, favorite. You've got that the one. skin of like yeah. a, a four-year-old. Four-year-old, <laughs> yeah. Um, Your skin and... looks amazing. I wonder mm. if it's good genes as well, maybe. People say that, but I'm like, mm. no, I don't have good genes. <laughs> I look at and my I- genes and I think I don't have good genes. Um, oh, my poor parents. Anyway, they don't listen to this <laughs> podcast, so it doesn't matter. Um, but, and then I would usually just put my moisturizer on. So I wonder where in that process I'd do the SPF. Oh, yeah. Well, it actually doesn't matter. So, um, but, oh. but, but in terms of what would be most effective, um, I always say with skincare, put, the the less viscous things on first so and if it's less thick put it on first and then layer it according to the thickness of it so if you're putting your vanilla silk on your lotion on you want to be doing that before the, the sunscreen because it's a little bit thicker but mm-hmm. if you're really time poor um i'd just be using the sunscreen as your moisturizer as well because it do, does okay. have like the rose hip in it it's got the um kakadu plum the vitamin e so you could actually skip that step or if you wanted to and i've got a neat trick now where i'm um i don't know if you guys use mineral powder but i hate yeah, I powder it, do you oh. <laughs> do you make it feel dry oh, like i've got a trick but if, that's okay. but i use it good. as a powder I like as one. a powder on top yeah. no i just use on it as powder. a blush yeah maybe oh a, yeah. Yeah, yeah i find that it makes my skin my my skin slightly dry so i can't just use that but mm-hmm. i mix it with my vanilla silk lotion and i take a couple of pumps of the vanilla silk and i pop the mineral powder on the lid so i've got the lid of the mineral powder i use the kylie's professional one she's really pure and then I pop the mineral powder into the couple of pumps of the lotion so -hmm. you know how you get those mineral powders and they got those little open hole dots so yeah like I I you know tip it in and then I mix it with a brush but you can do it with your hands and then I create my own little like BB cream with the mineral powder so I'm sort of moisturizing and I'm doing my coverage sort of at the same time Mm -hmm. and then I put my um, sunscreen either before that after that so that's probably totally confusing now because I said no, okay. before. <laughs> you did say if you were time poor and I feel like that there's a lot of there's a lot of thought that's gone into that one but um <laughs> yeah, I like no. it like that you're still doing it after the two two kids now and you still get something onto your face it's that's my me time I lock myself in the bathroom I remember you and... saying that so nice <laughs> that's, no that's one it. can disturb oh my god you. that's so funny <laughs> Isn't it sad? <laughs> but good. But good. But good. Yeah, no, I yeah. totally agree. Yeah, really just good. Take the little minutes that you can and it, it does so therapeutic. Yeah, but it's so therapeutic in that moment. Like I literally lock the bathroom door because you know what they're like. They barge in or they scream. And, well, they, they do that anyway, but at least there's yeah. a barrier. Um, like, but it is de-aging. Yeah, yeah, I was like, mummy can't hear you right now. It's <laughs> 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 so de-aging. funny. I like that. <laughs> well, Anna, we wanted to finish with our little segment, yes. Cookie and Three. Um, yes. So, Chloe, take it away. We're going to fire three questions. Oh, okay. That sounds aggressive, doesn't <laughs> it? The first question we have for you, Anna, is being a part of a business. We wanted to know what is your business, oh, my gosh, what is your biggest business learning curve? I think that's um, 
never uh, don't be afraid to say no to something so even if an opportunity comes up and something you know sounds amazing but you just know that it's going to be hard for you to fit in or to do um just say no and um i said yes to uh, a large china customer wanting 20,000 20, units of our mum and bub jars and it was a really rushed job and we ended up getting these jars which were faulty and having 20,000 faulty jars go out oh, to China, which was just not ideal. So I think that was my lesson in, you know, always know your limitations. If someone's pushing you to do something you just don't, can't do or if, it, you know, you don't have time or just learn to say no to things because that's just as important as when you say yes. So did they get to China and then you realised they were faulty? Oh, they started to be sold. <laughs> oh, no, my goodness. I know. It was crazy. It was just not what you want. And the formula was fine inside. It's just the jars that were an issue, unfortunately. Oh, um, but it is a lovely things, cream. So, I know. It so is a lovely cream. I do have that one also. <laughs> <laughs> I was keen to get it out to 20,000 20, yeah. China, but anyway. Yes, that was my learning. Yeah, there's more juicy details to that, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, second question. What is your cocktail of choice? Are you a drinker? Um, I occasionally have a drink just as a way of um, enjoying um, the end of the week or mm-hmm. a celebration or something like that. And um, Any day that ends I- with wine. <laughs> yeah, any day that ends with wine. <laughs> As a way of managing my stress. <laughs> no, managing no. stress, no. Um, but um, I, I don't do so well with it, actually. It makes me fall asleep. But I do have an espresso martini, and um, and that doesn't send me to sleep. So I, I quite like those. I have it without the the sugar that they're adding to it. Um, it is still a little bit sweet, but um, my sugars can manage it. And um, I just love that it's got that coffee. I, I do quite love coffee and it, mm. it's got that edginess to it. So that's my drink. I had choice. to recently tell my mum that it's not an espresso martini. <laughs> I, like, I thought it's just because, like, it's quick and it makes you go. And I was like, espresso. <laughs> that's so cute. Oh. We recently, Anna, hosted a fundraiser and I <laughs> didn't realise that Chloe's mum was a dancer. Like, she can oh, dance yes. professionally. Oh, well, she should have been a professional dancer. I think she's missed her calling. You know what? It's not but, too late. But she can move. Like, she doesn't, she's she does so not cool. need, but she doesn't need, so no, she doesn't need. Oh, no. <laughs> she doesn't need anything no. to get her going. That's too funny. Um, Anna, and then our final question for you is we'd love to know your favourite edible beauty product. Yeah, and I'm going to go with my essential and it's the cleansing milk because I can't live without that. I think I could live without everything else, but the cleansing milk (laughs) I absolutely love and I like how soft um, my skin feels after I use it and I just Mm. haven't found anything that really comes close to that sort of um, hybrid of a gel and an oil cleanser and I just love milk so that's my favorite yeah <laughs> it's basic it takes, but it's good yeah and it takes your makeup off really easily it I does found. I know yeah especially if you know you are just wearing minimal makeup it's mm-hmm. just so easy um and you don't need to even do the double cleanse so it does that all yeah. for you um and yeah I just find my skin feels clean but it still feels hydrated and doesn't feel super tight or um really dry which yeah, is um, what I like yeah can I ask a fourth question? Uh, yeah. I, no, I just want to know. Yeah, we'd have to rebrand. No, I just want to know what your first product was. 
Oh, I launched with eight products. Um, it was really funny. Yeah, I had um, I and I had beauties as well, which you would really love, but I don't do anymore. But I, it was so funny. I had them numbered from one to eight, which was silly, and then I reduced all the numbers after the four. But yeah, I had basically the core range which we have now. So I had the cleanser, toner, serum, lotion, exfoliant. Um, or oh, maybe I like. I had other um, night cream and um, I had a soothing gel product um, and I had a body butter, which was a velvet coffee body butter. So, yeah, I had eight oh, products. Surprise, I can still remember them. But, That's yeah, amazing. yeah. That must I have know. taken – okay, here's the fifth question. Did that take you years to curate? It took me a couple of years. but That's um impressive. It was – yeah, I did work pretty hard to pump it all out and yeah. um, I was um, – it was probably a little bit naive, so I just, you know, went for it. <laughs> and so if people would like to know where they can find your products, yeah. where where are they available or your website? Thanks for asking. Um, it's ediblebeautyaustralia.com. And if they do have any questions about um, what products topically to use, um, Anna at ediblebeautyaustralia.com. And if you're struggling with the inside, you guys need to talk to you, you too because you know what you're doing with the inside, definitely. And um, we've got products that can support, but if you really need that, um, and I feel like if someone's had a chronic condition with their skin, they really should get that personalised support with it. Um, so definitely see um, the hormone health people. And, yeah, Edible Beauty Australia, I can help you with any topical um, or, or wellness products. Just um, – yeah, just ask me. But, yeah, anything that's a little bit more longstanding, I definitely get that support. I think there's going to be a lot of listeners who yeah. are interested in products that are beneficial for preconception, pregnancy and postpartum or just generally. Yeah, yeah. We didn't touch on that so much, but you definitely there'll be um, a few favourites that we've got there. So please do reach out. Yeah, Anna and I did an Instagram live, which I think is still on your feed. I think it, it is on the feed, feed. Yeah. yeah. We did an Instagram live about skincare the- during pregnancy because Edible Beauty have just launched um, your stretch mark oil, which yeah. you gave to me and I um, have passed on to a really close friend who's pregnant. So she oh, loves cool. it, which is really great. Um, oh, awesome. I'll send you out another one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here I just more passing, recent yeah, just passing up. I don't need this. I don't want this. <laughs> I love it all. No, but no you, you that's really nice two. to do that. And so I oh, cool. of course kept on and gave one to a friend. That's nice. Um, but thank you so much, Anna, for joining us. This has been I've learned a thank lot. You. Thanks, Anna. Thanks, Georgia. Thanks, Chloe. Thanks for your time on a Friday afternoon. Um, I really appreciate it. Let's go have an espresso. <laughs> espresso. <laughs> I'm gonna do espresso. the espresso now. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, leave us a review and follow us on socials. We'd love to hear from you. 